2: I really wish that I had an auctioneer's voice where I could be like, and this one sells, because today's episode is all about location, location, location. I feel like a bit of a real estate agent, but welcome to the show. Uh, I've gotten a bit excited about this episode because I rearranged my kitchen and pantry on the weekend and I had so much fun and it got me thinking about location and how to make the most use of the space that we have considerations to make. And so I thought, oh my gosh, there's definitely a podcast episode in this one. So welcome. If you are new to the show, I'm Amy, uh, Amy Ravel, and I run the Art of Decluttering podcast and business and courses and all types of different things. And every episode, I bring you something different. Sometimes it's with a guest and sometimes it's with me. So what I want to talk to you today about is location and not so much in terms of like property location. You can, I'm sure there's plenty of other podcasts that you can listen to for great tips and tricks about where to buy a house. My personal preference is we, all, I always like living on a main road. That's my personal preference. And also it's a bit cheaper because nobody else seems to like living on main roads. But just sidebar, let me just have a little bit of a rabbit you know, rabbit hole here. The reason I love living on a main road is because I figure it saves me like three or four minutes every time I come and go from having to like drive through back streets. So I literally pull out of my driveway and I'm on the main road. And so in my mind, (laughs) that is saving me time. And that's one of the reasons I love living on a main road. So totally, you know, like it's just in my head because I could live somewhere else that was closer to something and I just would have back streets. But in my mind, this is the third time we've lived on um, a main road, in fact, on the same main road. We just keep moving further along. So anyway, that's, that's my weird own preference to where I live. However, when we're talking about location, location, location in terms of the items in your home, where you keep things in your home is super important. It's not just about having a system that is well organized. It's not just about having a decluttered home. It's not just about having storage solutions that are pretty, that work in the space. It's also really important to decide what you keep where. So let's imagine, for instance, you've got a full bookshelf wall. And so you might have, you know, I don't know, 40 different shelving slots. All those spaces are not created equal. I mean, they're equal in shape, they're equal in size, but they're not equal in terms of value of where you keep things. So if you kind of picture whenever you're standing near something, kind of from shoulder to waist height is prime real estate. So if you're someone who uses a wheelchair for mobility, you're still thinking the same. You're thinking from your waist to your shoulders, whether you're tall or short. Think about the, the real estate in your home that you can access super, super, super easily. That is your most valuable real estate, a really high asset in your home. And what you choose to keep there, you want to have things that you're accessing regularly, that you're needing to grab and see. Whereas, you know, if you picture how a supermarket would set up its shelves, the things that are between your waist and your shoulder, they're the items that they want you to buy the most. They put them so that you just automatically grab them. If you're looking at a a shelving of rice bubbles, You'll have some on the top and some on the bottom, but you'll see that that main real estate is where those brands pay extra because they know that instinctively we will just grab what's at that height. And the same goes for your house. So even though you may have similar size spaces throughout the house, what you keep where is actually really, really important. There are some considerations that you want to take into place when you're deciding like what is the most valuable real estate in your home and what should you keep there you want to think about height and depth and ease of access and location in the home and location in relation to other items that you might use with it you want to think about can I actually fit the full like category in that space so yeah that's a great space for wrapping paper however I can only fit a quarter of the wrapping paper I like to keep probably not a great location you want to think logically like where am I going to go to find this item? So it's no use having some of the Christmas decorations in one spot, the Christmas wrap in another spot and the tree in another spot, because then when you actually want to go and find it, logically you're probably just going to go to one spot and wish that it was all there. And so location is absolutely key when you're organising any space in your home. You want to think also practically, like where, where am I going to be when I need this item? Where do I have to go? What other considerations are there? Am I going to be wet? Okay, like let's go with a really um, silly example. If you kept your bath towels in the kitchen and not in your bathroom, you would be forever doing wet nudie runs from your bathroom to your kitchen. Even if the storage in the kitchen fits those towels perfectly, even if it's close to your laundry and so you're like, well, it's quick to put away. It doesn't make any logical or practical sense because that's not where you need it. And so there's that real like, okay, let's apply logic. Let's be really practical about this. Where am I going to use it? Where does it make sense to keep it? So you go, okay, well, it makes sense, Amy, of course. We're going to keep the bath towels in the bathroom. But do you need to keep them all in the bathroom or do you just need one set in the bathroom? Do you need to keep them... Uh, in a cupboard or a drawer? Do you need to roll them or fold them? Do you need them on this side or that side? Do you need them high up or low down? So you want to actually think really specifically about how you're going to use different items. So what I want to... tell you about is doing my kitchen and pantry so it started off as a little pantry renovation one of my good friends ron um he was over the other night and saw that our pantry door the hinge had come undone and come off and he's like the most handyman handyman that i've ever met and so he said are you working from home tomorrow i'm going to come over and fix that bless him so he came over and as he was fixing it i was saying to him oh i really need to get some extra shelving for this pantry because when we when we bought the house There was only four shelves in there, but the shelves are really, really like there's quite a lot of height. And so ultimately I could fit probably another two or three shelves in there, maximize the space that I'm using without having to, you know, expand where I keep my, my pantry items. And so because he's Ron and he's amazing, he said, oh, I'm pretty sure I've got some MDF or melamine. I can't even remember what it was called in the back of my shed he measured up and he came back like half an hour later and he'd cut me some shelves. So he installed those for me and we were talking about how so often when I'm working with clients and we're working in a laundry or a pantry and there's adjustable shelving, you would not believe how many people don't adjust the shelving to suit how they use their space. And often one of the things I do when I come in is like, okay, well, the glassware only needs this amount of height but that top shelf, I can see you're going to use vases up there. Let's just drop the shelf a little bit or let's add an extra shelf in. And so that's a trick that I do with clients all the time. And I've done that throughout my house. I just needed extra shelves. And so once he bought those extra shelves in, oh my goodness, I had so much fun. Pulled everything out of the pantry, cleaned it, relabeled things um, and was able to fit so much more in there because the containers that I use, we just made the shelf height fit the containers And so I reckon I'm keeping about twice as much stuff in there, um, which has cleared out other spaces in the kitchen, which I think looks really nice and I can find things super easily. And so now there might be, I think there's six shelves um, in there. Previously there was four. So when I pulled everything out, I started to have these thoughts to myself, okay, what order do I want things to go in? I've got medications. I've got bread, I've got spreads, I've got wraps, I've got condiments. And so there's a few different things in the pantry. I've got like the, um, the paper towel and I've got some cordials and I've got a soda stream, I've got some recipe books. So what order do I want things to go in? And so I started by thinking about this middle space. I didn't start at the top, I didn't start at the bottom. Okay, what do we need to access the most easily? What are the kids needing to access? And so the very like prime real estate shelf, I went bread and spreads. Okay, we know we use that every day. It's easy to pull in and out. You can read it and see it. The one directly above that, I've put kids medication. My boys have to take a few different medications. And so they're at that every single day. And so that goes above it. And then above that, which is the top shelf, I went, great, that's where I'll put cows. And my medication, the kind of the family cold and flu and a bandage and band-aids and, you know, that type of thing goes on the top shelf. So I'm kind of then going, okay, great. I've got up something that we don't use a whole lot is that medication box, but we do need it accessible when we want it. And then I worked my way down. And so as I worked my way down, I was like, I still want to be able to access these things. But what do I not really, I'm not going to pull out that often. What am I pulling out all the time? Okay, the soda stream, that's quite heavy. So I put that on the bottom shelf. So you want to think about weight, heavy, heavy, heavy things should go on the bottom. Um, and if you've got a category of items consider putting it in a container so when you're pulling something out from high or low you can actually use the container so that things don't go flying we're going to jump to a quick break and when I come back I'm going to tell you about something that I smashed on Friday not at my own house unfortunately (laughs) but I'm going to tell you about what happened when something heavy and fragile was put on a shelf that was too high I'll be back in just a second On Friday I was volunteering and doing some um, volunteer decluttering for an organisation and the top shelves in the room that I was working in had all of these glass bottles and vases and decorations. And I swear one second I thought, like I thought to myself, oh, okay, we need to move all of that heavy, heavy glassware from that top shelf and they were all just individually put up there And I had some containers. I thought what I'll do is I'll put them in a container on the bottom so that nobody's having to reach up and lift something breakable and heavy from above their heads. I swear two seconds later, one of these glass bottles wriggles itself off the top shelf. I wasn't even standing near it and just shattered on the floor. Now, luckily it didn't break the tile, but glass went everywhere. And it took me probably half an hour of vacuuming and cleaning and moving every single piece of furniture, pulling the fridge out, cleaning behind the fridge and doing all of those things so that I could clean it up. And it was a great example of like this is why the location really matters. And so I was able to get some tubs and move that glassware down to the very bottom shelf and put some lighter things up the top so you know think about that weight think about when you're having to reach something up high how can you make it easy to grab without knocking other things down so a container for instance would mean that if you're grabbing down let's say the birthday party cake decorations from the top shelf you're not reaching up there to grab a food die and also pulling down a whole packet of candles that goes on your head Whereas a container, you can grab and know that everything's going to stay as you pull it down. Also think about what you might potentially need a stepladder for. So if you're reaching something high and you're using a stepladder or you're standing on a chair, you don't want it to be really heavy and you don't want it to have to be pulled out so much that when you twist, you hurt your back. You need to think about these things so that you're making a space functional um, and practical for what you're keeping in it. Another thing that you want to think about is how do you use the item? So if I think about my pantry now, well, the bread and the spreads get used together. So having them next to each other means that you can grab the bread, grab the Vegemite, and that's it. You don't have to go into multiple different places. Um, For instance, we keep our umbrellas at the front door. So location-wise, for the regularity of use, we could very much keep them in the laundry or somewhere else. But for where we're going to use it, the front door makes sense. So from a a functional perspective, that's a great place for the umbrellas. I feel like if I had them anywhere else in the house, we probably would just never use them. And so think about like that, where am I going to go to grab it? Where will I be when I need it? Your knife block, for instance, having it on the bench near where you prep your food is super helpful. If you've got it at the opposite end of the kitchen, the location's wrong. Even though the room is right, the location of where you're keeping it is actually wrong and wasting time for you. It's a little bit about like me wanting to live on a main street because I feel like it's efficient. And actually how you organise your home, you do want it to be efficient. When you're organising, say, the um, PlayStation Uh, games and the controllers and the charging cords and all of those things, you don't want to probably have those in with your board games if the board games are kept nowhere near where the PlayStation is. Location-wise, you want it to be near there so everything is together, like with like is together. And that makes it easier to get, easier to put away, easier to know where it is. Some other things you might like to consider is, do you need it to be visible or can it be hidden? So for instance, if I think about my bathroom, I've got, um, let me think about what's hidden in my bathroom. My hair stuff is all hidden. So my mousse and my gel and my creams and hydrating this, that, and the other, all of my hair products are hidden in the bathroom because I don't need to access them every day. And, you know, they're bulky and there's a lot of them. So they're in a container under the sink. And when it's time I need to do my hair, I just pull that container out, use it. And return it to where it is Uh, however some of the things that I do keep on the bench is some of my like everyday makeup like an eyeliner um, a pair of tweezers like things I'm grabbing super often it just makes sense for me to have it there we don't have drawers in the bathroom so it's not like I can just have them you know in a quick drawer and so you kind of look at a space and think is that the best place for it could it go somewhere else And you want to think about how regularly you're accessing things. So my mix master, so my like that food processor thing, we don't access it super regularly. So it's actually behind the air fryer because the air fryer we use all the time. Now, it's not six things behind. It's just one thing behind. It's slide the air fryer across, grab the food processor. But it would make no sense in the Revell house to have them the other way around. No sense at all. So how regularly are you accessing that thing? Can the things that you're accessing regularly be made easier? Can it be quicker? Can it be closer? Can it be, you know, like what does it mean for you to be able to keep your keys somewhere that you know that they're going to, you know, you're going to be able to grab them and you're not having to constantly go and search for the keys? There's lots of things that I see in houses that I think that that's just so illogical. So one of the things would be that people don't have a pair of scissors in the kitchen and they say, oh, yeah, the scissors are in the study because that's where, you know, that's where the stationery goes. But then when they bring home their shopping and they're wanting to open packets – you need the scissors to open the packet and so you're going to the study instead of just having a pair of scissors in the kitchen drawer or when you're needing to open an icy pole for a kid. So like think about this practicality of where am I going to use it, how am I going to use it, do I need to see it, how easily can I access it, how heavy is it, put heavy things on the bottom and if you've got things up high, use containers. And the other thing to consider is the physical abilities of people in your family. So, if you've got a wheelchair user, you've got to think about okay, what is the prime real estate for that person? We don't want to put things too high, but maybe actually their prime real estate is one shelf lower than someone who doesn't use a wheelchair, and so they can have a higher space. What if someone has multiple sclerosis? <laughs> just said that really wrong, multiple sclerosis, what if they find it really, really hard to reach and grab and that that hurts their body or reaching really high gives them low blood pressure? Okay, well, how do we create a space that works for that person? Maybe we need to keep their clothes in, a, in the lower part of the wardrobe and somebody else's clothes higher. Or if you're quite tall, but your partner's short, how are you gonna organize that? If you've got small children, Even though the perfect location for something might be low down, you have to account for that physical ability of a small child to access the cupboard, the drawer, whatever it is. And so you might actually need to move things up to put them out of reach of particular little family members. So these natural limits of people, the natural limits of spaces, the natural limit of weight and accessibility visibility all these things need to be taken into consideration because the real estate in your home can be used really well or it can be used really poorly a client rang me yesterday and she said I don't need to get rid of anything but the storage layout and the systems I'm using are shocking and I don't know where anything is And often that can be just because it's chaotic and it can be that nothing has a home or it might just be that at no point has someone stood back or has the client stood back and thought, how am I best going to use the real estate in my home? What function do I want? What's logical? What's practical? And then make a plan of where things are going to be kept from there. It's something I love doing. I love looking at house plans and questioning and going through, okay, where are we keeping the car wash? Where are we keeping the vacuum cleaner parts? Where are we keeping the snow boots? Like I think that way really naturally. And so if you're someone who's got like, you've got your house plans and you just want to run it by someone, book a 30-minute virtual session with me and we'll have a lot of fun. But, you know, I really want you to think location, location, location. Where am I going to keep this and why am I going to keep it there? And look at spaces you're already using and think, how can I maximise it? So I was already using my pantry and I was like, it was fine. It had been like that for years. However, with just a little bit of effort by Ron, not by me, I was able to maximise that space and create more key location spaces in that prime real estate spot that has made everything about our pantry and kitchen so much better. So I hope that's helpful today. I hope you're going to look and see your spaces in a new way. You're going to think about school bags and you're going to think about, okay, well, where do I put my hat when I'm finished wearing it? If I don't need it again, or if I do need it again, what's the difference? So I'm throwing a lot of questions at you. Come over to the Facebook page. Uh, The Art of Decluttering Community is what you want to search for on Facebook and come and tell me like what's worked for you what have you thought about and um, hopefully you can see your location of things through fresh eyes that's all from me today have an amazing week and enjoy the freedom I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.